So this week, we conclude our worship series by looking at Wesley's third rule. Stay in love with God. And certainly, staying in love with God is important. It is at the heart of Jesus' first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Jesus described how important it was saying this is the first and greatest commandment. Loving God is the foundation on which a faithful life is built. And scripture reminds us that unless we first love God, we will struggle to love others, particularly those who are different from us, especially those who oppose us because our love for others flows out of our love for God. We love because God first loved us. And as Christians, we begin by loving God, which in turn enables us to love others. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't love ourselves too. Of course we should. Jesus' second command was to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. However, it is important that we get the order right. If we want to live the life God created us to live, it works best if we build that life on a foundation of the love of God, who then equips us to love others, which leads to a more purposeful life, enabling us to better love ourselves. It will move us to have living faith. You know, a faith that transforms, a faith that unites, a faith that changes people's lives. And without the love of God to equip, empower, and sustain us, our faith life would just be a set of rituals we follow. Without the sustaining power of God, we will not have living faith. And we will grow frustrated and bitter in the process. This is why, though we are, through this series, learning and studying about Wesley's simple rules, this series is less about obeying those rules than it is about establishing a strong foundation of genuinely living our faith. After all, it is God's Spirit that transforms us, and ultimately, it is God who invites us to be in a relationship with Him. Now, this is easy to say, but hard to put into practice. It is easy to say, I have genuine faith. You know, a faith that is alive, and not a faith based on rules and rituals. But it is hard to put into practice a living faith. Most of us are doers. We want to know what we need to do so that we can just do it. We want to build a better world for our kids and grandkids. And we know that God calls us to do no harm and do good so... We do our best to do just that. But try as we may, it seems like we always fall short. Why is that? Now, we have to understand that we are the ones that personally decide to live out our faith. 
It starts with us, with a personal decision of opening our hearts to the love of God, recognizing Jesus as our Savior and living a genuine relationship with Him. But it's also more than that. You know, this understanding goes all the way back to the beginnings of our faith. You know, we can read in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the doorframe of your houses and on your gates. The translation says, love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all you got. Write these commandments that i given to you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you and then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home, walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. So you see, loving God is about a personal decision. To recognize who God is, what he does in our life, and what he's inviting us to do. Loving our God is at the very heart of what it means to be a Christian. Which makes us appreciate the words Wesley used in forming the third simple rule. Wesley urged his followers to stay in love with God. He did not say fall in love with God. He said stay in love with God. Now, why is that? So think about who Wesley is addressing, right? Those Wesley's simple rules were not for those seeking Christ for the first time. His rules were for members of his bands and societies, Christians who had already made the choice to live as disciples of Jesus. Now, salvation was important to Wesley, but his real calling was making disciples, helping others to walk faithfully in Jesus' steps, to grow deeper with God. So for Wesley, being a Christian was far more than just saying a prayer and calling it good. It was a calling to a lifetime of discipleship. And first and foremost... Being a disciple meant living in relationship with God and others. For Wesley, a disciple was someone who stayed in love with God. And being in love with God isn't about getting what we want. It's about relationship, about time with God, communication, growth, maturity, Staying in love with God requires intentionally practicing those disciplines that connect us and help us grow. It takes intentional faith development. It involves 
practicing the means of grace. Now, what are the means of grace? Well, we, maybe you have heard this before. If this is your first time, this is essential in part of our Wesleyan tradition. Means of grace are opportunities that we have to grow in faith, but to also share God's love with others. And we have the works of piety, which are individual practices that we can do, but also in community. So what are those? So when you read, meditate, and study the scriptures, when you pray, when you do fasting, regularly attending worship, healthy living, and sharing our faith with other people, those are opportunities for us to grow, but to also share the love of God with others. In community, we practice the sacraments, right? We regularly share in the sacraments, communion. We do baptisms. We have accountability for one another. We participate together in worship and the life of the Christian community. We mentor people and are being mentored by others who are seeking to follow the way of Jesus. We study the Bible also together. But there are also the works of mercy. You know, we do good. We do good works. We visit the sick. We help those in need. We feed the hungry. We give generously to the needs of others. And as a church, as a community of faith, we seek justice to end oppression, to end discrimination, to end racism, to address the needs of the poor. You know, in Wesley's time, he challenged Methodists to end slavery. And it is through these practices that we open ourselves up to the experience, the loving presence of God. And without the regular experience of God, staying in love with God is basically impossible. Loving is more than academic understanding. It is more than just a simple decision. Loving is an ongoing experience. Loving God is an ongoing experience. You know, it is through spiritual disciplines and practices that we can do through the means of grace that we receive the power, direction, and support needed to walk faithfully in the way of Jesus. It is through these practices that we not only stay in love with God, but grow ever more deeply in love with God. So God created us out of love to love him. It is that love that draws us to God. It is that love that overflows to our neighbors. It is that love that is eventually internalized and allows us to love even ourselves. Staying in love with God was the primary definer of a faithful life to Jesus. For Jesus, discipleship began and ended with love. For Jesus... Following him means that it's an ongoing relationship. And part of that relationship will remind us that there are times when we all need support from others. And that support can be a sharing of God's love with us. And there are also things we can do to cultivate our spiritual lives and support others. 
Now, today we read from James chapter 5. And this passage of Scripture can be interpreted to mean that it is our prayers and faith that heal and save people. The implication being that if someone is not healed or saved, that there has not been enough faith or praying. And that is not the case. Doing these things does not guarantee that things will always go the way we want them to. But rather we can find a sense of peace with whatever happens because we have brought all our concerns to God. So when we live a life of genuine faith, rooted in grace, shaped by Wesley's rules, we can begin to see and understand that even when things don't happen the way we want them to, God is with us. Our prayers are that, thy will be done. Not my will be done, Lord your will be done. And even Jesus struggled with this in the prayer of Gethsemane. But he ultimately bowed to God's will. And our faith is not contingent on God answering prayers that way we want God to. You see, staying in love with God is not something we do with the goal of getting what we want. But rather, it grounds us in a faith relationship with God that can help us endure whatever life brings. It gives us the opportunity to be grounded in our creator. Has it not happened to you that maybe you're very anxious or you're stressed out or you're worried about something that may affect your life and you don't know what's the next step ahead? But you just take a time to pray. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. Maybe it's just a simple prayer. Let's say, Jesus, give me peace. And just by saying that short prayer, you start feeling peace in your heart. But you also feel that you are being grounded. So you can just calm down and see what the next steps are. Ahead. And that's part of our relationship with God. That's part of being staying in love with God. Is that on those circumstances that are difficult, on those moments that are tough, we can still have the opportunity to connect with God in both worship and prayer. This is part of the life of the church. And the church does not exist only for our own personal individual religion. But this is a place to care for one another with the love of God and accompany one another in Christian faith. That's why we share prayer requests. That is why uh, we get in contact with each other. That is part of our faith. It is part of just sharing together, even in those moments that are difficult, that we can just be grounded in our creator and in our faith. You know, at the end of the passage that we read this morning, it talks about those who have strayed from their faith and are brought back. 
you know, it illustrates the concerns of the early church to care for one another's souls, to encourage one another, to be the grace of God to others. Given that the whole letter ends on this note, it shows the importance of God's love always extending to each and every one of us, no matter where we have been or what we have done. So what does it look like for our community, for Tuckerton United Methodist Church, for Tuckerton, our community, for Little Egg Harbor, and communities connecting with us today? What does it look like to be deeply grounded in the pursuit of growth and staying in love with God? How are we taking Jesus seriously? Not only in our personal lives, but in what we do for each other and the world. You know, Christ's hope is that our faith is genuine. A living faith, a faith that is part of our lifestyles, a faith that is everlasting in our hearts. And when we get up in the morning, we give thanks to God. When you're drinking that cup of coffee, of coffee or tea, you are giving thanks to God that when you are out and about doing your daily chores, you give thanks to God that when moments come difficult, you pray and believe in God's power. You maybe take a time to read a passage of scripture and let God speak to you through prayer and meditation that when you come to worship on a Sunday, whether here or online, you experience the joy of worshiping together. You open your heart to listen to God's words. Our mission as the church is to be disciples, but also to invite others to be disciples of Jesus for the transformation of the world. A living faith that transformed not only our lives, but the world. That you can share with others your relationship with God. And that connection can also make an invitation for others to follow Jesus. There is always a connection between our personal holiness and our social holiness. Think about the cross. Love God and love your neighbor. We are shaped by the practices of the church in such a way that it can bring closer the world. To God. So maybe we can grow more deeply in the love of God, connecting with God, praying. God is drawing us into relationship. We love God and others because God first loved us. And how do we know that God loves us? 
We know because God gave up heaven to be born on a helpless baby boy out of love for you and for me. He lived among us and taught us how to live in love. And he died on the cross. He gave up his life so that we might spend eternity with him in heaven. Jesus said, no greater love knows anyone than this, that a man will lay down his life for his friends. Jesus called us his friends. And that is how we know that God loves us and why we in turn love God. It is what we remember each Sunday as we together celebrate communion, as we break the one loaf and drink of the one cup, we are drawn into a deeper love of God and one another. Amen.